10 years of tears going back 10 years. What do teams, execs, coaches think about NFL quarterbacks and who really is the best of the last decade? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it somebody else on today's Peacock and Williamson? NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Get those Twitter questions in for this week's mailbag or drop a comment on YouTube and make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast, the, the thumbs up and the, the like button and the, the notification and all that for us as well. Uh, we're talking quarterbacks today and uh, having a lot of fun here talking quarterbacks the last couple of days. I want to start with Mike Sando, friend of the program. Well, we've got to talk to him, man, and get some behind the scenes about, about what uh, some of these anonymous coaches and execs are saying about some of these quarterbacks in the NFL. But, man, he's been doing this for a long time. It's one of my favorite things to read every offseason, just to see what people think around the league uh, internally. And the anonymous part gets you the best quotes, too. So it's got to stay anonymous for some of these. Uh, but now he's looking back at his 10th edition now in 2023 of the annual survey with all those coaches and executives. And this is putting all those together who the top quarterbacks have been over the last decade. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. I mean, uh, this goes back to his days at ESPN before he moved to the athletic. So he, he's accumulated all that data. And I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, I think it's a pretty accurate representation of who's been the best over the last 10 years. And some of these dudes, you know, Eli, Ben rivers, Maybe that wasn't all their best days. You know what I mean? Amazingly, it was for Brady, you know, but over a 10-year period, who have been the best guys? And I think this is pretty well done. Yeah, we got to focus on the top, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, and right. you mentioned Tom Brady. He is not at the top. No. He's number three on the list, which I find fascinating. I expected him to be right up there with Rodgers and with Mahomes. Um, his average, His average voting was... Uh, tier 1.04 so he was nearly uh unanimous tier one as the other two guys were and they're tied at the top which i don't like matt so i'm gonna put you on the no, spot. i know uh but that he's, he's going by the numbers this isn't uh, sando's opinion this is the opinion of the league and he's looking at this and it's like well every time patrick Mahomes has been voted on in this list he's tier one every time aaron Rodgers has been voted on for this list he's been tier one so they're tied 1.0 is their uh is their average rating for tiers and i find it interesting that aaron Rodgers is still on that list but you go back 10 years and patrick mahomes wasn't playing so matt i'm gonna let you break the tie is it patrick mahomes which whose star has shown very bright more recently or aaron Rodgers that is the best quarterback over the last 10 years so two nuggets before i pick is in the year one because he only played one game, Mahomes was a tier four guy. So that really hardly even counts. That's just where you stick the unknowns. Like yeah. Sam Howell's in tier four this year, just because it's, it's an incomplete grade for some of those dudes. But this is one of the more remarkable things I've ever seen, because I heard Sando say this on some other podcasts. So before this year, we know Rodgers is coming off a down year. So before this year, nine years of voting, there was 408 votes cast. 
401 of the 408 for Aaron Rodgers were tier one. I mean, think about that. Only seven were not, seven votes over nine years were not for a tier one player. And in that time, Green Bay used a first round pick on a quarterback. You know, I mean, like he was not, it, it, there were some ups and downs, but that everyone admired him, respected him so much that, oh, he's a tier one guy. And, and yeah, were yeah. afraid to play against him. And people forget because Mahomes is, is the new thing. But the way everyone talks about Mahomes right now is how people talked about Aaron Rodgers seven years ago. That's exactly what I was going to say. So it took me a while to actually go out on this limb because I respect Montana and Brady and Manning and all those, all those guys. But I want to say about five years ago, I started publicly saying Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I've changed my tune to Mahomes. I think yeah. Mahomes just is out on him. It's crazy. And it's and not recency bias. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, he's better. He's a little better. And Aaron Rodgers normalized the, I'm going to throw off platform and everyone gushed about it, but they still were like, well, that's him doing it. We're not ready to see another guy do that. And everyone missed on, not everyone, not the Chiefs. Um, and Patrick Mahomes still went pretty high because there was there were mock drafts that didn't even have Patrick Mahomes in the first round, like right before the draft. And he ended up going number 10. Yeah. So uh, clearly the the talent won out there and the, and the Chiefs won big time in drafting Patrick Mahomes, but people didn't know what the heck to do with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, and now every every prospect, all they do with their pro days, sling a sidearm on their Instagram, it's like, <laughs> right, right. behind the back, under the legs. Uh, you didn't see that before, but but Aaron Rodgers started showing a little bit of it, but the teams were still afraid until Patrick Mahomes broke through and they're like, okay, yeah, this, it's a new league. Yeah. I think I mentioned this yesterday with AFC Kryptonite quarterbacks, but the fact that he did what he did without Tyree Kill last year, I mean, he was the best quarterback in the league and reeled it in a little bit. I don't have to win over the top over and over. If they're going to cover two me to death, then I'm just going to dump it down and long sustained drives. To me, that put him over the top, that he could play it any way you want. Tom Brady, by the way, who comes in third here, would have been the sixth ranked ranked quarterback according to execs and coaches this year if he counted but he retired so he mm. wasn't part of that list but he would have ranked sixth which is interesting and really the only year he had a down year was that last patriots year uh or else he'd have been right up there with uh you know with mahomes and rogers as being just a tier one guy the entire time yeah i mean what's what's left to say about tom brady i mean nailed it drew Brees. Comes in number four, probably not too much of a of a surprise there. No. Uh, fifth, though, and the last tier one guy over the course of the decade, as Sando has it laid out here, is Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, which I, yeah. I didn't expect. I, I'm glad he's there because the last two or three years would have left a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, he was a tier three guy at best his final season. He was ranked borderline two, three the year before that. And his body was just beat up, you know, but about those eight years out of the 10, he was a top three or four guy year after year after year. And this is wild because someone like Andrew Luck was a, a tier one quarterback all day. But when you uh, when you rank him against the best of the best and how his career went, he's a, he's the top of the tier two here. I, I kind of was interested to see him there. I was like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Over these 10 years, he graded really well. Did he have a better career? Did he have a similar career to Ben and Breeze, let alone Brady and those guys? Of course not. But it's easy to forget just how great he was when he hung it up. It's just an odd story. 
It'd be like Josh Allen hanging it up right now. And who's next on this list? Right. It's <laughs> yeah, really what next. it is. It'd and be like today. It was like in training camp or right before training camp. It'd be like if Josh Allen retired a month ago. Uh, it's 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 wild, man. It's it's it was one. Of, it was the biggest story that it because the when it happens, it's sort of like you know when news agencies dump some uh, or or organizations dump some Friday news that they don't want to to get covered a lot because you know everyone's going home for the weekend. That was what the luck story was for the NFL. It happened right yeah. before the season. It was like okay, then the season started. And everyone kind of forgot about it or didn't forget about it, but it wasn't as big of a story as it could have been if he would have retired in May. Right, 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 right. You know, it had a big fanfare about it. The timing was brutal. And I honestly don't think the Colts have ever recovered. No, and they're hoping the the number four pick in this draft, Anthony Richardson, is finally them recovering from that. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, some of our younger audience, I mean this. This is like if Josh Allen retired a month ago. You're like, it's that similar to me. It's insane. Uh, Andrew Luck, six. Josh Allen, seven on the list. Then Russell Wilson, interesting enough, uh, comes in number eight with Phillip Rivers, nine, and Deshaun Watson rounding out the top ten. Yeah, I I can't fight any of this. I mean, these guys have had – it goes to show you with Wilson and Watson, you know, the times change pretty quick around here, which I think is another feather in the cap for the Rivers and Breezes of the world that's had sustained excellence for – well over the decade that we're talking about. Looking down the list here, uh, trying to find some that stand out. It's just the the reason I, I think like it's the, really dead on. I want to <laughs> criticize it more. Well, there's the some weird, like, there's some weird tier three guys like Carson Wentz. I was like, oh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, because he's you know it was like either all or nothing with him. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah. I, I find it really fascinating seeing like Lamar Jackson and Matt Ryan next to each other because of where they are now, and it's. Uh, it's easy to forget how good Matt Ryan was for so long because our last, the last time we saw him was like, he doesn't belong in Lamar Jackson's tier, but he was one of the top dudes for, for a long time. Nine of the 10 years or whatever. And, you know, hopefully Stafford who's right below him isn't the exact same. Like, I think they've had pretty similar career arcs all in all, you know, can is Stafford, the next one's about to fall off a cliff. Who knows? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and Stafford's had that career where it's, you know, shining brightly and then kind of like, What's what's going on? Oh, is yeah. he going to be that? And then, oh no, he got to a good franchise and won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think some of these tier three guys are pretty interesting. Cam Newton, Wentz at eighteen, I was like, wow. Um, and one guy I want to throw out there, I'm probably wrong, but Jameis Winston at twenty four, I can't quite quit this guy. Like, if somebody's the next Geno Smith, I'm putting a a, a buck on Jameis. Jameis Winston. I, I mean, I could see it. It's yeah. and one of the things that it's, it's not going to happen quickly. And no. Gino got to go away for a while and be a backup and be at a structured organization and then build confidence back, lose old habits, build new habits. And I wonder if we could see that for someone like Sam Darnold, for someone like um, Jameis Winston, where Maybe they go be a backup for a while in a good system. Right, right. And that's what Jameis did. I mean, I think he humbled himself a little and said, I'm going to go learn from Sean Payton, and but he hasn't gotten the opportunity since. At the same time, I, I can't believe James Winston's on this list. That's with, what I mean. He had some highs. and it, but it, So these are the 35 most popular quarterbacks over the last 10 years that were voted on. So we're 32 is Tyrod Taylor. You know, Sam Bradford's on the list right between, yeah. you know, right between Taylor and, and Bridgewater. So, yeah, it's a wild list. It is, it is. Interesting stuff, though.
And Gino's and last. Gino's last. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he's in the tier four range here with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh McCown. Um, maybe he's trending up though at age 35 or whatever he is. Yeah. Let's go check it out at the athletic. Uh, like all Mike Sando articles, it is a, is it a must read. So go check that one out. And next Matt, let's talk NFC quarterback tiers. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay motors and our friends at eBay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host, Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver waiver wire mid season every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So with draft prep underway, let's talk Christian Watson. If you're looking for a second year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points, gets that second year wide receiver breakout. Green Bay Packer Christian Watson might be that guy. Uh, Peter Bukowski locked on Packers is raving about what he's seeing from training camp of Christian Watson. Like he he might be that dude. Uh, and he's got the height, weight, speed, and it all depends on Jordan Love. If he's your number one, got his young go-to quarterback or go-to receiver for Jordan Love, uh, that could be fun Packers offense and a fun player for your fantasy football team and a guaranteed fit for your fantasy roster. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smooth. Air filters, brakes batteries taillights i got a fender flare for my vehicle that popped off when i ran over a a traffic cone and it couldn't have been easier to find the exact fit uh, and save a whole bunch of money in the process so go forth switch gears crank the ac say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you can have that success fixing up your vehicle from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything just a click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. I misspoke there uh, in the little outro, Matt, teasing it. We're not talking NFC quarterback tiers. We're talking NFC quarterback kryptonite here. Mm, Uh, As put out by Pro Football Focus, uh, Sam Modson, friend of the Friend of the program, spoken to him many times, and they always put out some great stuff at PFF. We talked AFC quarterback kryptonite uh, yesterday, and today we're looking at the NFC quarterbacks. And man, there is so much more kryptonite in the NFC yeah, than there's the, a lot of kryptonite in the AFC. And right now, the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals uh, is Colt McCoy. And so uh, I, I think it's more fair to talk about Kyler Murray's kryptonite, which right now is availability. I just say, you, you mentioned Sam does great work and he was on the show and I read 90% of what he puts out, but he took the easy way out on this one, putting Colt <laughs> McCoy. Yeah. And he lists just the NFL, like, you know, like he's not a starter. We know that. I, I think it I probably should move on. I think you're right. It's Kyler. It's durability, maybe leadership. And uh, a little salty. I don't know if it's, you know, the long off season for Sam, but some of the <laughs> digs at some of these quarterbacks and some of these franchises with their, their kryptonites in these articles. Yeah. That's pretty funny actually. Yeah. yeah. So for Desmond Ritter, a second year starter, we don't know quite what Desmond Ritter is accurate accuracy and consistency are, are what he has here as the kryptonite for Desmond Ritter. I, I would say downfield accuracy. I, mm. I don't know if Ritter's ever going to be a consistent downfield thrower. Yeah, it's not a real pretty ball. It's not a real touch throw. His arm strength is fine. Um, and that was the same way in college. You know, like 
it was okay, but I never considered him a high-level passer. And it would be shocking if he does. But there are some guys, Dak Prescott, Hurts, you know, Allen, that got much better in this capacity after they entered the league. Yeah, and he's got the physical ability. He's got a fine arm. He doesn't have a cannon arm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you got to have one or the other. You got to make uh, elite-level throws or be consistent. And if you're struggling with both of those, you know, that that could be – you could become a backup real quick. It could. And – if he doesn't succeed this year, I think that'll be why. Bryce Young, right now it's size. I don't know what what else uh, Bryce Young's sure. going to look like as an NFL quarterback, but uh, when I see him on the practice field, it's like that looks like someone's kid got loose. Yeah, uh, I think that's an easy one. We kind of brushed over the rookies last last yesterday. I think you do the same with Young, but his size and slash durability and ability to see worries me a lot. Yep, I'm going to be looking at those, I mean, preseason game number one. How does he operate mm-hmm. in the pocket? How does he see the field? That's going to be the key to his NFL career, I think. No doubt, no doubt. And, and staying healthy at that size. How about Justin Fields? The pocket is his kryptonite, and I agree with this one 100%. Uh, I love this stat as well by PFF here. Uh, NFL quarterbacks, on average, move off their spot 18.3% of their plays. Justin Fields almost doubles that. Justin Fields moves off his spot at a 32.3% clip in 2022. He he invites pressure. He creates pressure. uh, He makes uh, miraculous plays and sometimes elite throws getting out of the pocket, but he's got to play with better timing and rhythm. It's the, it's the big developmental factor for Justin Fields. If he's going to be that dude or not. Yes. And I found a stat less than a week ago and I forget where it was about fields. I think says it all as well. And, of course, some of it's his O-line. Some of it's his receivers. But 28% of Fields' dropbacks did not even result in a pass attempt. You know, so <laughs> called pass plays, 28% of the time, the ball never even comes out. Either it's a sack or he runs. It says a lot. That's that's pretty wild. That's a great yeah, By far the most in the league, by the way. I kind of thought that went without saying, but yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott, dependency is what – they list here for Dak Prescott's kryptonite. And by that, they mean all quarterbacks are dependent to a degree on their environment, supporting cast protection scheme, receiving talent, all determine success in the NFL. Since entering the league in 2016, Dak Prescott has uh, seemed to be unusually sensitive to changes to those external factors. Is that fair, Matt? I think you're reaching a little bit, to be honest with you. I mean, I think he's an extremely well-rounded quarterback, and it's hard to find kryptonite for him. He did lead the league in interceptions last year, despite not playing every game. But historically, he's not a loosey-goosey with the with the ball type of guy. Jared Goff's kryptonite pressure, no doubt, no doubt. Playing on the road, pressure. I I don't mean this bad. Well, yeah, I do. I mean. He's a fair weather quarterback. When weather's good, dome's good, home, pocket. But when things are in the weather, and weather I mean by a lot of different factors, don't go his way, it's not as good. It's not, and, and pressure, not just from a pass rush perspective, even though that is one of the things. Um, it's And that's the biggest thing, and that's what they're talking about here. But it goes beyond that. It's like, are you a big – are you that dude? Are you a big yeah, game yeah, quarterback? Yeah. Are you an elevator of the people around you? I mean, he's he had, it's coming off a very good year. I think the Lions are happy with him, but those are still questions. Anyone would agree with that, I think. And he has an opportunity to put those questions to rest. Still yeah, a pretty yeah, young yeah. guy as far as quarterbacks go. Right, right, right. No, he's playing well.
for as long as he's been in the league. Jordan Love, uh, his kryptonite expectations. Yeah, like I don't even I don't know yeah, what to right. expect from Jordan Love. He's like been this secret guy that's been in a lab, and it's like, uh, is he gonna look like his junior year in, in college? Is he gonna look like a senior year in college. Uh, is he gonna make big plays? Is it gonna be an explosive element? Is it gonna be just um like an inefficient disaster compared to Aaron Rodgers when he rarely threw interceptions. So I, I have no idea what to expect, but it's going to be worth uh, the price of admission to see, I think for the Packers this season. Yeah. And, and I think this is a good way that Sam put it, you know, that we don't really know, but this is a crazy number too, from the the verbiage in here. The last time the Packers had a true starter who wasn't a hall of famer was 1991. That's the year I graduated high school. Hey, uh, depending on how this career goes, we don't know if it's the case still. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Seven years before love was even born. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> uh, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, injuries. Easy. Yeah, and, and I like the way he frames it, too. He says attrition, which is just the wear and tear over all the years, you know, and he's had a lot of them. He's coming off a big injury now. He's not young. He's aggressive. He doesn't, he's not bashful. How long can he last? It's it's very Roethlisberger like, really. And to be honest with you, this year it's the attrition of the rest of the roster around him, too. <laughs> great point. Great point. That's a great way to frame it. All right. Next, the rest of the NFC court starting quarterback, Kryptonite. Thank you once again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts and uh, join all the rest of the everydayers here on Peacock and Williamson. Kirk Cousins. This one is unfair, I think. A little. Intangibles is listed as the kryptonite. I think Kirk Cousins has amazing intangibles. I think it's one of his best traits is intangibles. But there is something with Cousins where, and maybe it's just not not finding the right term because I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not quite what we talked about with golf either, but it's like, can you go win the big games? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to keep it on this, you know, playing field, I don't know that he has any superpowers, but I don't know that he has any kryptonite. I would say intangibles might even be his superpower, which is why I disagree yeah, with yeah. Much. It's how hard he works. It's what he puts into maximizing what he has because he has no physical superpowers. And it's not like his teammates don't love playing with him or he doesn't right. put his body on the line or any of those things. He's just not quite as good as the superpower guys. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? He's kind of hit his ceiling. Uh, Derek kind Carr, of, kryptonite. This guy's similar to him. Yeah. Yeah. Mistakes under pressure for, for Derek Carr. Yeah. And I think he has some of those cousins like qualities as well i think cousins is more likely to stand in and take the hit or deal with injuries or toughness and tangibles than car and therefore the mistakes under pressure occur for car uh sam monson makes the connection between car and Jameis winston level turnover worthy play when he's under pressure wow yeah i mean you don't think of him in that light but it doesn't go great whenever there's things aren't clean. Yeah, it, uh, there's a lot fewer YOLO balls than uh, than than, than James was yeah. to throw. Yeah, but uh, he, he can make mistakes under pressure for sure. Yep, yep, no question. Uh, Daniel Jones, Dimes, which is the nickname Danny Dimes. I like where Sam Monson went with that one. Um, he's not a Daniel Jones at this point in his career has just not been a um 
a, a good enough passer quarterback. He's not been. I'm going to drop back and dice you up. Yeah, he, he hasn't been that, and a lot, a lot of his running ability was was what helped him uh, last year and help the giants. But if he doesn't develop that ability to throw darts out there, then it's not going to happen for Daniel Jones. Yeah. I mean, he last year, he had very good red zone completion rate, but he still only threw very, very few touchdowns, you know, like they still didn't trust him to throw there, you know, like the, he's very much still a work in progress as a passer. A uh, fumbles is what Jalen hurts. Kryptonite is here according to PFF. And yeah, he r- runs the ball quite a bit. He has turned the ball over, saw him do it uh, in the playoffs as well. Didn't end up hurting him in, in some of those games, but um, yeah, you got to take care of the football. So, you know, a fumbles just like an interception if you lose it. Yeah. And he far exceeded my expectations as a passer. I don't think he'll ever be drew breeze in terms of just, you know, a precision accuracy, but fumbles is a good kryptonite for him, especially the wear and tear he takes on his body, the hits he takes, you know, as a runner. Interesting one here for Brock Purdy of the 49ers. And I expected it to be more physical limitations than uh, his, and it is physical, but it's his UCL, his injury to his arm. Uh, looks like he's back to normal with his throwing ability in camp. So unless there's a setback, I think he's going to be good there, mm-hmm. but we just saw with Jimmy Garoppolo, the durability being his kryptonite, and Brock Purdy in what eight games last year did it hurt twice. So he has to make sure he doesn't go down the Jimmy G path of, of being hurt all the time. Yeah. And the Shanahan offense has gotten quarterbacks hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is something to worry about. I still have some concerns about his overall physical traits too, but not in this offense. I don't. I mean, did you have concerns about Joe Montana? Cause that's what we're looking at. Joe Montana. part <laughs> Brock Purdy. I, I'm excited to see Brock Purdy because I, I, I don't 100% I know exactly what to expect. Yeah, I think it'll go well. He can't. Well, he can't do what he did last year because he'd be the MVP of the league. Like, is he going to just be that? Because he was the he was among, if not the best quarterback in the NFL statistically, and didn't lose a game until he got hurt in the in the NFC Championship game last year. I mean, it's it's wild what he did as the last pick in the NFL draft. Total side note, and I'm not trying to, you know get a fire under you or anything. <laughs> I wonder if they just handed the job to Sam Darnold, however that would happen. I bet he would do really, really well. I mean, he's well, really gifted and he's 24 years old. Yeah. I think that's one of the sneakiest pickups in the whole league. Well, if, if uh, I like the tie in here in the segue to Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith turnover worthy plays being his kryptonite. And that's exactly what it's been for Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. And I've drawn the comparison of Geno Smith and Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I I wouldn't expect uh, Darnold would be fine in this offense this year, uh, and he would be good for the 49ers. But like, I, I want him to forget bad habits. I want him to sit for yeah, two yeah. years and be a backup. Then, like see we talked about with Jameis, you know, right. or some exactly. of those guys, right? Yeah, uh, and that's probably what's going to happen. Like, it 12, might work out really well for him. Uh, Twelve practices in, you know, in not twelve non-contact practices isn't going to turn him from. Uh, you know, a bust that's been around the league already on his third team that that turns the ball over too much to be in, you know, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I don't think, even with mm-hmm. all the extra help around him. In San no, I hear you. I, I just don't think his story's close to written yet. Darn. Yeah, he's too young and too talented, and everyone seems to like him. He, he's, he keeps mm-hmm. getting chances, and, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's what'll what'll get him there eventually. Maybe, maybe. Baker Mayfield, accuracy is listed here i would say his uh 
Um, bravado might be his kryptonite like overconfidence yeah. maybe would be baker mayfield's kryptonite but it's also what made him good in college and in, in early in his nfl career at times I, I i i never understood baker as a first overall pick uh, i mean i we had we, he mentioned him yesterday with russell wilson in that He's short and he's not athletic and he has a, such a crutch that he always rushes to his right, which trust me was often into TJ Watt time and time again, you know, yeah. like uh, he's, he's too easy to play against. And I do think his bravado as a passer gets in the way too. I'm going to load up and gun this thing like Brett Favre and shove it in there. Cause I'm the first overall pick. And it's like, you're not Brett Favre. Last one here, Washington commanders, new starter. We think he's going to be the starter there. Uh, Sam Howell uh, taking sacks is his kryptonite. He allowed a 26.7%. Uh, wait, he, he allowed 26.7 of pressures to become sacks. Yeah. Yeah. So not getting out of the ball or not getting rid of the ball in time when there is pressure, which is one of the, you know, the keys, not just avoiding pressure, but you know, getting it out to, to your guys in time. And only Malik Willis in recent years had a worse sack rate in those situations on uh, yeah, about college. Yeah. 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 College. yeah. It, his last year at NC was a little rough. I mean, it certainly was. He had lost Javante Williams and Michael Carter and a lot of those guys too. Um, Naomi Brown. Naomi Brown is the name I was thinking of too. And he ran a lot. He tried to do too much. So he's definitely an incomplete grade too, but it's something to note. It's something to pay attention to. We'll see if that transitions and, and follows him to the NFL. Yeah. I'll have to overcome that. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Agree or disagree with the Kryptonites? Let us know what you think your quarterback's kryptonite is and could be the undoing of these teams. And we'll go back on a more positive note on tomorrow's episode of Peacock and Williamson. Get your uh, mailbag questions in on the YouTube comments or on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.